RPC Radio. Radio. Hello, you're listening to Insurance Covered. Welcome to the podcast that covers anything and everything to do with insurance. Coming up in this episode. I was saying to a customer, would you rather fill in a form, wait a week or two, or would you like your instant response now? I I think that in itself would probably give you a 99.9% response saying, I want my money cash in hand now, please. I think that in itself is is such a game changer with power metrics and travel insurance. My name is Peter Mansfield. I'm a partner of the law firm RPC. And in each episode, I'm joined by a guest and we discuss an aspect of the wonderful world of insurance. And this week we have Carl Carter and we're going to discuss parametric innovation in travel insurance. Carl has been involved in insurance for the whole of his career with a focus on travel and medical insurance. He's been Managing Director of IMG Europe Limited and Voyager Insurance Services Limited. Alongside that, for seven years, he was Chairman of the Association of International Medical Insurance Providers. But in April this year, Carl became the Chief Executive Officer of CPP Group UK, which provides a range of personal insurance products, including parametric travel insurance which is what we're going to discuss today. So, Carl, welcome to the podcast and a very happy new year to you. Hi, Peter. Very happy new year back to you, sir. Thank you very much indeed. And and, and how did you first get into insurance? And more particularly, how did you get into travel insurance? Yeah, I think like most people, there's very few people that actually chose to get into insurance. Maybe some do, maybe some don't. I'm I'm actually a chartered marketer by trade. um, And I got involved by marketing and working with insurance organizations. And and basically, I got an offer one day that said, come and join a very large travel insurance company and uh, continue from there on. I love insurance. It's all about delivering a promise. It's a very agile product that you can deliver. And it's all about looking after people, ultimately. And uh, before we start talking in detail about travel insurance and how that's developed over the years, um, I want to talk about travel itself. So could you talk us through some of the key changes that, that we've seen in how people go about booking, arranging and, and experiencing travel yeah, there have been massive changes over the last 20, 30 years there, Peter. You know, the cost of uh, air travel overseas has dropped significantly. It used to be something for the rich and famous uh, many years ago. Also, the distribution of travel insurance has changed. When I started in travel insurance and insurance over 25 years ago, you typically bought your holiday or your trip, maybe from a travel agent, occasionally from a tour operator. And then as the internet has evolved, you know, since the mid to late 90s, it's very much been a switch where the consumer has taken power over booking and arranging their own travel. Customers now can really personalize their travel, much less reliance on travel agents, unfortunately. There's also been a major increase in older travelers as well, as disposable wealth has increased and travel's become affordable and people are living longer. 20 years ago, people would have been more focused on maybe a a trip to Spain or a few lucky ones to America. Now you can be watching lions in Africa, you've been watching whales in the Antarctic. You know, you you can be walking the Great Wall of China and it really has changed not just the profile of the traveller themselves, but also the destinations and the type of holidays they've had to go to. And that meant uh, travel insurance had to adapt for that as well. As I was doing a bit of research for this, I came across a a stat which I found fascinating, which is that the, the average customer now visits 28 different websites over a 53 day period before booking their trip. Um, And that's very different from how it would have been kind of, as you say, 20, 30 years ago. 
and there's a whole Airbnb side of things as well, isn't there? That that's sort of uh, kind of the sharing economy. Yeah, and that, and that's grown phenomenally. It used to be package travel where you'd go and organise, you know, the flight and the holiday and the transfers were all there. Whereas now it's much more fragmented, and customers can book and choose all their own elements uh, that they want. You know, they can they can use an Uber to get from the airport. They might stay at an Airbnb. They they might fly with multiple different airlines through different booking agents and different consolidators. There's so much more variety and flexibility. It really has changed from the, the purchasing perspective. It's now incredibly digital. It's very much either aggregated online or people are, are sitting there booking on their phones and tablets. And um, how did travel insurance, let's move on to the insurance side of it now, how did travel insurance used to be organised and, and, and conducted? In, in the good old days, shall we say, 20 plus years ago, quite often when you bought your packaged, all bundled together holiday or trip, it was quite often included within the, the, uh, the booking arrangements. It was part of the package that you bought. Additionally, the technology wasn't really about and that you wouldn't really go to buy direct travel insurance quite so much uh, until probably the, the late 1990s. Prior to that, travel agents had a, an NCR, no carbon required duplicate set of certificates on their desk, so to speak, where they'd actually manually write those out and hand you your certificate. What themes are you seeing in the development of, of travel insurance? What, what, what big changes have we seen over the last sort of five or 10 years, would you say? Yeah, one of them has been obviously the variety of traveller. There, there are now many segments of travellers. There are now much older travellers. There are now medical travellers. There are now people actually going overseas for, for uh, medical tourism and having treatments overseas rather than at home. So many people now living longer would have more medical conditions. But the fact that people are, can be taking a multitude of medications, have a multitude of issues, where in the UK they would have the, the benefit in most cases of maybe falling back on the NHS. If they were in America, uh, it could easily cost them 10 or 20,000 pounds a day, God forbid, if they ended up in a hospital. If they needed an air ambulance to, to fly them across the Atlantic, it could be 100, 150,000 pounds. So the financial exposure to these people overseas is, is phenomenal. And that's where travel insurance has really had to evolve, not just from the, the coverage, but also how customers interact with travel insurance, either via an app or, or an emergency helpline, or even nowadays being able to access via the video on, on your phone, uh, speaking to an English speaking doctor back in the UK. Wow. So I mean, you mentioned that the way that travel insurance used to be done was this fairly simple, one size fits all document. But by the sounds of it, that is history now that that doesn't really exist in that way anymore. Yeah, very much so. I mean, it's very rare now to find that no, no one policy can fit all now because all is such a very broad spectrum of customers and values of holidays. People are booking cruises that can be 20, 30, 50,000 pounds. People could be going on holiday for a short weekend or but likewise, it could be six to 12 months backpacking across Asia, for example. So there's such a wide variety. So the old days of one size fits all travel insurance. Now there are niches of niches within travel insurance because there are so many people traveling. And um, now's the time we want to sort of move on to parametric insurance. But before we talk about specifics, could you tell us what parametric insurance actually is? I mean, we've discussed it in passing in previous episodes of this podcast, but could you explain to us how parametric insurance is, is intended to work? 
Yeah, to, to the simple non-techie person, parametric insurance is really just a, it's a type of insurance contract that ensures a policyholder against a specific event. And it, in a, and it swiftly would normally pay a set amount based on the, the magnitude or size of the event that's happened. Insurance is often a, an indemnity policy. And what that means, it puts you in the same place you were before you, in, you actually experience a financial loss. Whereas parametric insurance is very much, much more regimented, much more instant resolution and uh, much more defined amount of money for the customer. It's a much faster solution for the customer, much less uh, interaction for them. Okay, well, let's bring those threads together and think, okay, how does that apply to travel insurance then? How does parametric insurance fit with a traveller's experience? The best place to start with travel is look at the most common things that go wrong. And that's one of the things that can really mess up your holiday. It is relatively rare that you might break a leg or, God forbid, suffer a heart attack overseas. But it is much more common that overseas, you know, you might get there and your luggage hasn't turned up. You, you might more commonly find that you're at the airport and what's happened to the plane? There's a two, three, four, five hour delay on the plane. What do I do amongst the other two, three hundred customers and travelers that are sitting there waiting? Historically, there'd be a paperwork to fill in. Traditional travel insurance would mean that the customer would have to get some receipts, sort themselves out, send in a claim form, uh, answer some questions, and maybe two or three, maybe four weeks after the event, possibly when they've returned back from their holiday or their travel, that's actually when they get put back in the same position. Parametrics turns the customer experience on its head. It helps you and gives you instant resolution, sometimes even before you would know that your flight is delayed. We're all about at CPP about removing the everyday disruptions of the consumer. Uh, and sometimes it's the little things that can turn into the big problems. It's not always the air ambulances. It's, it quite often is the fact that you're stuck at the airport, you're delayed, what you do, or your bags haven't turned up. That can be just as frustrating uh, and is much more common than the big ticket events. And we talked about parametric being, I've heard it described as um, if this, then that. So if a specific event occurs, then a payment will be made automatically. So, so, so let's say I am traveling to the US and I have parametric travel insurance. Presumably I've told you which plane I'm going on. So Yeah, yeah. so from parametrics, there's two parts, parameters and metrics. So we, yes, we would know, if, depending on how we've been told and the policy has been bought, we may know what flight you're already on or which one you're booked to be on. Likewise, sometimes people buy the insurance, but they haven't organized a flight. So they can just go on and, and register which flight they're going to be on. The minute that happens, we start global flight data access and, and track that flight. So we know exactly where that flight is and, and where it's due to be. So from the customer's perspective, let's just say you've got to the airport. Uh, we would know that your flight is going to be delayed before you even do, uh, before maybe even you've checked in. So we can send an SMS or, or push notification straight to your phone and say, hey, Peter, bad news, your flight's going to be delayed. Good news, we've got a solution for you. Would you like maybe 50 pounds? It could be 100 pounds. And these are the sort of parameters that we can set. And that's what's good about the parametric engine that we use at CPP is it's not just for a product. It's a, it's a full engine where you can change the delay, for example. It might not trigger until a two-hour delay or a four-hour delay or a six-hour delay. It might choose to pay out 50 pounds, 100 pounds, or maybe a lounge pass. And it can even go a step further than that. We can offer the customer live instant resolution. So there's 50 pounds, for example, after a two hour delay, or there is your lounge pass delivered straight to your phone. So you can walk up to the lounge pass, 
We'll even show you what the opening hours of when those lounges are open. Um, so you can actually go and show your pass and get in and, and just chill and relax uh, away from the crowds. What's also good about it is the fact that it's the speed of response to the customer. Quite often we can give a resolution and a service in advance of them even knowing they've got an issue. And that's where it really does turn the, the experience for the traveler on its head and it literally allows them to jump the queue. So what, that's how that would work from the, the flight perspective. Now, if we find out and we know that maybe that flight's been canceled, we could actually even go a step further. We could actually say, no problem at all, Peter. Well, what we can do, would you like us to help arrange booking you on the next flight? We could do that. Or maybe it's uh, maybe because of weather conditions or something, we could even, depending on the coverage that's included um, and, the, and the parameters and the metrics within the policy, we might even say, well, don't worry, we've, we can book you into the local airport hotel, depending on what coverage is provided under the policy. And that's what's great about the parametric insurance is that it's very flexible, but it's also a very fast speed of response for the customer. That's very clever, isn't it, really? And you talked about the, the luggage one. So I'm wondering, I, I, I can understand how there's publicly available information in relation to flights um, and whether they're delayed or not. But the, the only bit of information that exists in relation to luggage is that sticky thing that they put on your passport. So do you have, would you have access to the airline's own systems then for the luggage? Yeah, so very similar to flights where we would have access to global flight data. So we have access to the global luggage tracking systems out there and we would use an API and we would, we would link into that. What would happen is when you know your luggage is lost, the first thing you always do is you look around the carousel to see where it is. You would then normally walk over to the service desk and say, hey, um, what's happened to my luggage? Do you know? And it might be that they can say, well, actually, it's still out the back. It's due to be offloaded. But likewise, what they might also say is, oh, OK, well, we're not sure. And they give you a, a special unique identifier. It's called a PIR or Property Irregularity Report. It's got a unique number on it that's unique to you and your luggage. And that links back to those sticky little labels and barcodes. The instant you've got that number, that can be put straight into the app. Uh, and our system very cleverly behind the scenes goes looking in the dark and distant corners of the uh, airline tracking systems around the world to try and identify where your luggage is. But we can actually constantly track that for the customer. So the first thing we can do is give them an instant resolution, say, yep, yep we're aware that you have got uh, delayed luggage. There's an amount. It might be uh, 50 pounds, 100 pounds. It could be dollars. It could be almost any currency. It could be into your PayPal. It could be direct. We're, we're integrated with open banking. You can even go straight into your bank account if you wanted. Sometimes where we're working with a, a global rewards company, it could even be passed you back in frequent flyer points or various membership rewards points. And that gives the customer something instant that gives them a, an instant resolution that they can help themselves at that point. Traditional insurance quite often is well after the event, whereas this, this is happening whilst the event is happening. And going back to the travel delay, sometimes even before you know it's happened. So from the luggage side, we can continue tracing and tracking your luggage. And if we defined after another parameter, maybe 24 or 48 or 36 hours, it's all very flexible in the system. We could then maybe pay an extra 500 pounds or 200 pounds or, or whatever amount is agreed with the insurance company and the insurance policy to give you that lump sum to help you continue buy your swim shorts, you know, get yourself all prepared for the, the next two weeks of your holiday or trip. So one bit that you said staggers me, really, which is that the app, a travel insurance app, um, might be able to tell me, uh, you know, there am I sitting in, I don't know, New York or wherever, and the app will say, sorry, your luggage is currently in Nairobi. Are you then able to say it'll be on the next plane to 
are you able to go that far? It depends really on the integration and, and which API we're linking into. Uh, there's various APIs and it really depends on the proposition that is actually wanted. In theory, if the information is there and it's not always on all luggage back office systems, so to speak, yes, we could let the customer know that. But the customer in many cases is more interested in what's going to happen now. Um, and they want some certainty and that they've, they've got a valid claim. And that's one of the great things about parametric insurance because it is event-based and it's triggered by a specific event that's verified independently in many cases of the customer, there's very little fraud. It's almost impossible to do fraud on parametric insurance. It's incredibly hard. Uh, and that allows a lot more confidence, not only for the customer and speed of resolution, but also the insurer. And you've talked about the amounts that might be covered under parametric insurance. So you know, 50 quid or 100 quid. It sounds as though by and large, it's money to tide people over for, for that short period. They need money urgently. They get money urgently and it tides them over. So is this done alongside the more traditional forms of, of travel insurance as well? Yeah, it, it can be done alongside in parallel or as an add-on to the more traditional forms of travel insurance. It can be uh, embedded and, and part of the traditional travel insurance. So it might be, for example, as an add-on, you get the instant resolution when you need it at a time you need it now, so to speak, as opposed to waiting later. But it could also be integrated into the travel insurance whereby it will pay you a, a fixed flat amount. And, and that amount can vary. But you could also then seek to claim off your travel insurance the balance after you get back from holiday. So maybe, for example, the, the value of all your luggage might be seven, eight hundred pounds, but the parametric element would give you effectively an advance of five hundred pounds, say. And all these all these numbers are completely variable. You would still be able to continue your claim with the primary travel insurance policy in more traditional routes when you get back. And that's one of the beauties about parametrics. It can stand in parallel to or as embedded in part of the policy. You've already started mentioning some tech terms. Um, so uh, API, you've mentioned, uh, and embedded, you've mentioned. Both the things which we have touched upon in, in previous episodes. Um, but for our more tech-minded listeners, could you kind of maybe go into the, the, the technical gubbins behind this form of parametric travel insurance in a little bit more detail? Yeah, I mean, the, the magic that makes it work behind the scenes is very much programming and access to data. So our systems would integrate into a data stream or a, a data format using a, an API, an application program interface, which is effectively a, a bridge, a connection between one database, one set of information, and then a parametric engine that actually does something to it, whether it's a, a delayed flight, whether it's weather, whether it's a, a delayed um, ferry crossing, or, or maybe just lost luggage. Secondly, embedded is where it's included within, it's embedded within another insurance policy or within a, another product or service. It could be, for example, something that has been embedded within a credit card uh, benefit package or a bank account package that you've bought. Thank you. Um, I, I get embedded. Um, I, I get that. API, you may need to take me through that one again. So uh, application programming interface, and, and you described it as a bridge between two things, but then you, you, you lost me at that point. So could you talk me through maybe a practical example of, of how an API works, an actual story of, of how it works? Yes. Yeah, so let's, let's take, for example, the flight delay. 
let's take the flight delay as an example. How does that work from behind the scenes? What's the magic that happens on that with the API? Well, you, you've got a, a set of data that's constantly running, a source of data that's that is actually registering when flights leave, durations of flights, their ETA on a global basis. There's a few global hubs of data there, and that's great. That that's solid. That's reliable. You can forecast from it. There's a lot of instant information available there. You've then got the parametric engine that we have. So the parametric engine is where the rules are set. So if a flight is delayed for two hours or four or six, and, and then also the amounts that are paid. But those two in isolation don't have much use for the consumer. What happens is the parametric engine, once it's been told to say, okay, Peter's flight, he's on flight VS1 to America, for example. Now that's, that's flying today. Once that information is in the engine, the engine using the interface can talk to and, and seek information from the database to say, how's Peter's flight doing? Is it still on track? It's due to land at eight o'clock local time, but oh, it's looking like it's going to be landing at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock. Is that delay more than the trigger? Is that more that it does that qualify as an event to pay out an amount? And that's really how the, the applications, applications are the two separate sets of programs are using this as an interface to pass information between the two of them. Thank you. I now feel educated. So thank you for that. How do you see that the development of, of parametric travel insurance going in, in, in the next few years? Um, so what themes and, and developments do you anticipate in the next kind of five or 10 years? I think the first thing is that major consumer awareness where, you know, as a major global provider of travel insurance parametrics around the world at CPP, we're operating global markets. And in some of the markets, we're actually finding that customer demand is shaping the, the form of the travel insurance. So in certain markets, parametric is effectively a, a standard feature that consumers understand and expect within their everyday travel insurance product. So demand and awareness is probably that's the first thing that I would highlight. In other markets around the world, it's playing catch up. So, for example, in the UK market, we're seeing a great swell and growth of travel insurance brands looking to differentiate. And there's a lot of interest from the insurer because it can reduce their costs of handling a claim. You're not having to pay somebody to sit there and adjust a claim in old school ways. These systems do that for you instantly and automatically with, you know, with a 100% efficiency and a 100% accuracy. But likewise, what we're seeing looking at the future, uh, and we're already in discussions on this, let's look at the everyday travel experience. What else can ruin your holiday and what can we try and fix for you from a travel insurance and consumer experience? So one of the areas is weather, is being able to say, you know, if more than 50% of your holiday in location X has got rain or maybe high winds or maybe cloud or something, here's a payment to, to help you uh, deal with your loss of enjoyment and such like. Similarly, on, on a snowing or winter sports holiday, if there's no snow or the, the temperatures above a certain amount, wouldn't it be great to say, here's, here's a, an amount towards your loss of enjoyment, effectively a, a weather or a sunshine or a snow guarantee. And um, as you're talking, I was just thinking, okay, what example can I come up with of a situation where it would be really helpful? So let's say I, you know, I've bought a, a, a travel insurance policy that is quite tailored to what I was intending to do on a holiday, to a nice, safe holiday, um, sitting on a beach or, or whatever. And then suddenly I think, actually, what I want to do today is I want to go to that bungee jump site and I want to do something a little bit more dangerous. And you think, mm, I'm not insured for that. So is there? would you be able to sort of, you know, on the spur of the moment, 
add something like that to to a travel insurance policy? Yeah, that, that, well, particularly with internet uh, access, global internet access from wherever you are in the world, pretty much, and particularly most hotels or resorts, you know, a customer is able at the touch of an app, maybe if, if their travel insurance is app enabled or, or through a responsive web page to go in and make modifications and adjustments 24 seven anywhere they are in the world. So as your, your very good example of, you know, a typical travel insurance may not cover you for some very hazardous activities you could actually touch the app and include that cover automatically there and then at a price, so to speak. And very similar to pay-as-you-go travel insurance is also another area whereby you can have geolocation built into your app, built into your maybe your mobile phone, so that when you are traveling, your geolocator could switch on automatically travel insurance when you're maybe outside of your home country or outside a certain geographic area. No, I was thinking that because if, if you're traveling around, wouldn't it be great if your app suddenly said, oh, you're near the Grand Canyon? You know, if, if you want to go on a helicopter trip over the Grand Canyon, you're not covered for that, but it'll cost you five quid or whatever. You know, if, if you want to do that, then it'll cost you five quid for insurance. And so it actually a, it encourages you to take new experiences, but B, it then tells you how much the insurance would be for that experience. Yeah, and that's the beauty of linking the data with, with GPS information and geolocation on phones, linking that back into the apps. It's fantastic that, you know, you can actually be pinpointed within a meter or so in, in many locations, and it could actually tag you using augmented reality, for example, or maybe popular destinations or maybe popular actual activities in certain parts of the world. You know, it can trigger that event. Uh, it could identify where you are geographically and pop up with a, a consumer option or solution, just as important to safeguard the customer, make sure they're aware that if you are going to be you know, doing something in the Antarctic or climbing Mount Everest or something, that's probably not covered on your standard policy, but through geolocation, uh, which could also be built into parametrics and other areas as well, that you can actually do that and offer the customer say, hey, just so you know, here's the extra solution you need in your time of need, rather than run the risk of not being covered. All of this sounds fantastic. But is it actually something that customers want? What evidence is there other than the fact that you say it may well be that this is what people are buying and that is evidence enough? But have there been any research done on, on what customers actually want from their travel insurance? Yeah, so research I've been involved in and also consumer feedback and research here at CPP is that there is certainly a lot of demand for this. There's demand very much from the consumer in that they want instant service. Customers and consumers and travellers don't like to wait you know, I see the testimonials day in, day out where customers have been able to say, this has been fantastic. This has saved my holiday. This has saved my trip. This is really what I, what I need. And particularly for the fact that we've seen in some markets around the world where you know, a, a travel insurance tender as standard now is requesting a parametric solution. Uh, and that just in itself is testament to the demand pull that where a customer is aware that these solutions are available. And you know, I was saying to a customer, would you rather fill in a form, wait a week or two, come back from your holiday, or would you like your instant response now? I, I think that in itself would probably give you a 99.9% .9 response saying, I want my money cash in hand now, please. Or I want to get into that lounge now rather than fill in forms and wait two, three weeks down the road. And I think that in itself is, is such a game changer with parametrics and travel insurance. Well, that has been an eye-opening insight into to travel insurance. And, and it's clearly something which you're passionate about, which is wonderful. So I was just thinking, what, what bit of advice would you give to a school leaver or university leaver who, who's thinking about entering the world of insurance? Would you encourage it? I would. I mean, on many areas, the world of insurance is geographically, it's global. 
and the subject matter is absolutely massive. So I would always say, look at your areas of interest and passion. I've always loved traveling. I've always loved marketing. I've always loved dealing and innovating. So hence travel was a great route for me. And such like with the use of parametric insurance, it's innovative, it's different, it's now. So look at the areas of interest that you have in your everyday life. It could be music, it could be travel, it could be business. Find an area of interest and passion and then learn the business because there's so much to insurance, you, whether you're good with numbers, whether you're good with systems, or whether you're good with marketing and people. It's such a broad range. And likewise, insurance doesn't go out of date. You know, every year, certain mobile phone manufacturers are always releasing a new version of date. Look at the time and technology that goes into that. With a policy, an insurance policy, as long as you're meeting what the customer needs and you're engaging with your customers, you can be flexible and agile with your giving your, your solutions to those customers. So I think in the world of insurance is actually very exciting. It's very portable and it's actually very fast moving. Carl, that was absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Peter. Fully enjoyed it. RPC Radio. Radio. Thank you so much for listening to Insurance Covered. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and please rate, review and share it. It really does help. Please also listen to another of our podcasts, Taxing Matters, which is hosted by my brilliant colleague, Alice Kemp. Insurance Covered is an RPC production made possible by Joe Burgess and Mary Mitchell. If you want to be a guest on Insurance Covered, please email me at peter.mansfield at rpc.co.uk. Thank you and I hope you have a lovely day.